Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. More progress in the fight against the COVID-19 pandemic as children under five years old in St. Joseph and Berrien counties can now be vaccinated. Health officials say getting in to get the vaccine quickly is important. After the FDA approved COVID vaccines for kids under five earlier this month, it was only a matter of time before the vaccine rollout began. The Berrien County Health Officer says the initial amount of available doses is in short supply. We're working on getting more vaccine. Our first clinic will be this week. Uh, we're looking to get about 150 doses. We're also working with a lot of the pediatrician offices and other uh, pharmacies in the area to make sure that they're well stocked uh, with vaccine. So it's not like we get our vaccine and we don't share it with anybody. Berrien County's initial amount of doses is limited, but the county will be targeting areas with the most need. Doctors' offices, health departments will will all get it. We try to help make sure that uh, the place that's in demand is getting what they need. Um, so we'll have our clinics up and running um, for pediatrician for pediatric doses. Um, and if we're not seeing a high uh, flow of patient volume, we'll make sure that it gets to where it needs to go, wherever the demand is. In St. Joseph County, Indiana, the wait continues for those trying to get the vaccine for their youngest kids. The health department says technology is to blame for this current wait. The vaccines are available in St. Joseph County. The problem that we've had is that the state registration site that a lot of the vaccine administration sites have been using doesn't have a public-facing scheduling function yet. Dr. Fox says this issue is a puzzling one and one they didn't see with previous vaccine rollouts. Age tier that opened up, they were able to turn that on within about 24 hours. Um, We've known that the children's vaccine was in the works um, for months. I mean, we thought it would be available in April. Miller says that your family medical provider can provide answers to any questions you may have about getting the vaccine for your child. WSBT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. South Bend's only abortion clinic plans to remain open until state law requires them to close. As of now, Indiana does not have any established laws to block abortions in most cases following Friday's ruling. But officials from the clinic say it's preparing for when, not if, abortions are blocked entirely in Indiana. So until further notice, Whole Woman's Health Alliance can continue providing abortions. It's only minutes away from where protesters gathered today. Officials at Whole Woman's Health Alliance do expect Governor Eric Holcomb to push further on legislation in the coming weeks with a special session planned for July 6th. About people's rights and people's access to safe abortion, where they can go and how they can get help. Right now, today, there is no criminal ban on abortion in Indiana and there is no trigger ban. If further legislation is put into place, that would end the company's ability to provide abortions. The company says it will continue providing abortions until that day comes. WSBT 22's Ann Lurie reporting. 
It's impossible to have police officers everywhere, but the city of South Bend is hoping to have a new set of eyes helping solve crimes. The city's starting a real-time crime center pilot program. We know that cameras are great at capturing what's happening and even deterring us from doing something if we know we're being watched. And that's the point. With cameras already in our hands and on our homes, the city recognizes their ability to help solve crimes. They are now creating a central location where security cameras will feed back live video. In the instance a crime is currently happening, a crime analyst can see exactly what's going on and inform the responding officers. This could not only help officers know who or what to look for when on scene, but speed up the investigation. The city is asking any business or homeowners that have a surveillance camera or wants a camera to partner with them. While more cameras give a big brother watching vibe, police officers say it's only used in public settings to maintain privacy and monitored when a crime is happening. Even if there isn't witnesses involved, if someone didn't see what happened, we're going to have the means now to look into cameras in the area and see if we can identify who may be responsible for a crime. The city says they got this idea from Detroit PD and they've seen a decrease in their crime. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reporting. A long-awaited cleanup is finally coming to a park on South Bend's west side. City leaders now have a timeline to remove lead from soil in LaSalle Park. The EPA, City of South Bend, and Honeywell International have an agreement to remediate affected areas. In exchange for doing the work, neither the city nor Honeywell admit any liability from past contamination. Some living nearby are asking why cleanup has taken so long. I'm proud of it, and I don't want people to try to stop that process. But at the same time, if there are some environmental issues that have been going on for years and years, they need to resolve them. Cleaning up an environmentally toxic past while preserving the historic legacy for the future. Gladys Muhammad was five years old when she moved into the neighborhood. At 17, she fought alongside her neighbors to have the Environmental Protection Agency test for hazards in the area where companies dump toxic materials. We're not scientists. You know, we know nothing about... Uh, soil and things of this nature, the chemicals in the soil and things. So all we can do is rely on what they tell us. At a presentation to the community, engineers presented a timeline to clean up EPA areas of concern. City officials laid out improvements and new features being added to LaSalle Park. Many in the historically black neighborhood voiced concerns about transparency and trusting the testing. Four years ago, city leaders gave the area a clean bill of health, but more comprehensive testing found samples of lead higher than acceptable EPA levels. It's contaminated, then it's not contaminated, then it is contaminated, you know. Um, what is the truth about it? For Gladys, regardless of LaSalle Park's checkered past, she's excited to see the next generation have opportunities to enjoy the area. I want people to utilize it. Look at how they're doing now. I'm so proud. Look at all these kids here. They look like me. Um, they, they grew up in the neighborhood. It's the neighborhood that's probably most disadvantaged, probably most single women had a household, and they're doing something great, and I'm proud of it. The cleanup at the park is scheduled to happen between July and October. Once complete, the next phase of upgrading LaSalle Park can move forward. WSBT 22's Ronnie Doss reporting. Schools across our area are working to fill open teaching positions in time for the start of the school year. One of the key factors in getting teachers to come is the pay. New numbers released this year by the National Education Association show educator pay by state. In Michigan, the average teacher's starting salary 
is around $37,000 a year. Michigan ranks 41st in the nation for average teacher starting salary. That is worse than all other surrounding states. John Ritzler is not a teacher right now, but he was. People don't go into education to get rich and retire early. Um, people go into education because they want to work with kids and they want to make a difference. That's why he got emotional when we sat down with him to talk about the state of teacher pay. Pay is not the only factor uh, that's important. Um, it's a factor that's important. Ritzler is the superintendent at Cassopolis Public Schools. Since he took the job six months ago, he's already had to hire a new teacher, and he'll have to hire at least one more this summer. If you come in with absolutely zero experience straight out of college, um, we're just under $40,000. That's actually higher than the average teacher's starting salary in the state. Still, that starting pay in Cassopolis and throughout Michigan is making it difficult for some school districts to fill open teaching positions. I've been in contact with some of our recent grads in the last week or so, and um, they, they talked about what a big um, impact teacher pay makes on their decision where they go. Stephen Mast is the director of student teaching at St. Mary's College. Student teaching is the last stop in college before teachers get their teaching license. And it's when students get a real look at the job ahead and the pay that will one day come with it. Teachers need to be supported, so they need to be valued with pay. Um, I know other things that our teachers look for are, are a, a community where they are nurtured. That type of stability in a community and the fact that everybody is supportive of one another and um, can, you, where you really are known and cared for, um, is a real attractive feature of a district like Cassopolis. According to numbers from the Michigan Department of Education, Cassopolis Public Schools' average teacher salary is around $41,000. It's the lowest average teacher salary in the county and one of the lowest in southwest Michigan. What could be tilting that number is uh, average salary is going to be based largely on the age of your staff. And I will say that right now we have almost half of our teachers that are in their first three years of teaching. And so we're going to have a huge chunk of teachers that are, are making less money because they're at the very beginning of their careers. Ritzler says Cassopolis teachers with more experience can make over $60,000. And he says there are other benefits the district offers to attract teachers like bonuses, merit pay, more health insurance coverage, tuition reimbursement, and higher pay for a master's degree. So there are a lot of other benefits that um, we're able to build in that not every district can, um, which is helpful except for younger teachers don't usually look at those things. They just look at that starting salary. It's why Ritzler says changing the state of teacher pay in Michigan should be a top priority so districts like Cassopolis can not only attract new teachers, but also keep them. It's also important that teachers not only feel valued because they're paid and paid an honest wage, but just that they feel valued, period, as, as teachers. According to numbers from the National Education Association, the average teacher salary for existing teachers in Michigan is around 64000 That is below the national average, but still puts Michigan 17th in the nation for average existing teacher pay. 
But the NEA report says that adjusting for inflation, the average teacher's salary has actually been decreasing since 2012. Go to our website to see how your school district's pay compares to other schools in Southwest Michigan. WSVT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. A Mishawaka woman with alopecia is now blessed with a full head of hair. The now FDA-approved oral medication was approved for rheumatoid arthritis back in 2018. And in 2020, researchers started looking into its effects on alopecia areata, bringing the worldwide study to the South Bend Clinic. The dark, short hair you see today wasn't always Simone Major's reality. Major was diagnosed with alopecia at four years old, a disease causing the immune system to attack hair follicles. For Major, it started as a few spots here and there, but escalated to her whole head. Flared up pretty badly. I started losing my eyebrows, my eyelashes, majority of my hair. Um, so I'd say probably about five years ago when I got really bad. She signed up for this study, but didn't think anything would come of it. Time went by and she tried scalp injections before shaving her head and giving up. But then she got the call from South Bend Clinic in 2020. I completely forgot that I had signed up for this. And they explained it to me, and I was like, wait, is this real? What do I have to lose? Less than a dozen people in Michiana are still participating in the study with about 500 worldwide. The medication Illumiant helps lower the immune system, allowing the body to grow hair again. It's taken once daily in two and four milligram doses, and the study shows a third to half of adults have a majority of their hair grow back. This is a very huge step in making this a promising option for people in the past where we had very little to offer them before, especially from a systemic standpoint. From no hope to a full head of hair, Major is happy with the results while helping others with her same disease. It's just kind of cool to know that I am part of something that can help other people like me. Um, and that's kind of what's kind of helped me stick it out through the study so long. The medication is approved for people 18 and older, and the study is still continuing. And Dr. Harris says it could be tested on children and adolescents. WSVT 22's Erica Finke reporting. A local man celebrated a major milestone this past week, his 104th birthday. World War II Army veteran Felix Belmont was born in New York. Inside this retirement community was a birthday party, but not just any party. Felix Belmont celebrated his 104th birthday with some of his friends and family. It's not often you meet someone who's been alive for not one, but two pandemics. But Felix Belmont wasn't just around for the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. He survived it as well. Today, Belmont commemorated his 104th trip around the sun at Hamilton Grove Retirement Community. With his daughter by his side, he remarked that, quote, this year was a good one, end quote. I had the chance to speak with Felix, and he said one of the things that makes him happiest is his daughter, and that he hopes for her health and the health of the rest of his family. I'm hoping that they live a good life and they don't have any bad health or any tragedies in their life. I think one of the things is I've been blessed with good health, and that has been a great boon. Felix says the biggest change he's seen in his life has been technology specifically computers. WSVT 22's Leo Goldman reporting. Views and opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking and do not necessarily reflect the views of WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us next week for Community Update on Sports Radio 960 AM, WSBT.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 